Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome to the 336th podcast of Rough Riders Radio. Tonight's title, All Roads Lead to Moscow. Let's begin, shall we? Trump burned his bridges and wore out his welcome in this country in the investment banking community. By the 1990s, no U.S. bank would lend Trump a friggin' dime. Hell, not even the People's Bank of China would. So Trump turned eastward, aside from the freaky confluence of events involving Mr. Burnett, the creator of the Survivors, this in the early 2000s, propelling this dipshit into public notoriety, that would be the orange dumpster, tried to suck up to Deutsche Bank for some loans, notably for his Chicago Trump Tower. Somehow he got that loan, but even this proved a pitfall for the bank. Deutsche Bank is the dumpster, welched out on upwards of $760 million in loans. So no, the only source of investment from here on in, investment for cash and money, through the Trump criminal, criminal enterprise was from Mother Russia and Ukraine and Kazakhstan. This is where Felix Sater and Tevrik Arif come into the picture in 2002. These two fellow Ukrainian immigrants, now in the U.S., set up shop in the Trump Tower on the 24th. Their investment firm, Bayrock Capital, got mysterious infusions of cash from Tevrik's brother, back in the Ukraine. Every time they were needed, Felix Sater, during this time, had befriended the dump and pitched all kinds of deals to the orange one. Felix Sater had connections back in Russia. His own father worked for Russia's largest mafia family. Between these two sources, a good deal of cash made its way into the Trump real estate projects, such as the Soho condo office complex in downtown Manhattan, that later turned out to be a bust, but was wonderful for laundering money. Russian money, dirty money, criminal money. And Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, was also working inside the Trump organization right around this same time. As a matter of fact, he and Felix Sater were childhood friends that had grown up in Brighton Beach near Coney Island in New York City area. Cohen's uncle, Morton Levine, was a wealthy Brooklyn doctor who owned the El Caribe Country Club, a Brooklyn catering hall and event space that was a well-known hangout for Russian gangsters. Cohen already had the mentality of a wise guy, having grown up in that kind of an extended familial atmosphere. So between these Trump wise guys, over the next decade, the Trump organization would go on to spend $400 million Four hundred million, four hundred million. One more time, four hundred million in cash. Yes, in cash on real estate holdings around the globe. Golf courses, buildings, condos, apartment complexes, all in cash. This occurs when no one spent all cash on any real estate deal, especially during the economic downturn of the 2008-2012 years, when the world economy was in the most serious tailspin since the Great Depression. Fast forward to October 2015, just months away from the Russian, the 2016 primary, presidential primaries. Michael Cohen and Felix Sater 
Sater is in Moscow working on the Moscow Trump Tower project and communicating back to Michael Cohen in New York. Sater is pitching the penultimate Trump real estate deal ever to Michael Cohen, saying that he, Felix Sater, had all the high echelon Russian connections to make this thing work. A 100-story structure in downtown Moscow, the tallest structure in Europe, and something that could bring the Trump organization uh, $300 million and more in licensing fees, royalties, and other income. Add to this on the August 2nd, 2016, August 2nd, 2016, secret meeting between Trump campaign principals, Paul Manafort and his assistant, Rick Gates, and a young Russian, Konstantin Kalimnik, a former GRU Russian military intelligence officer and also assistant to a Russian billionaire, Oleg Deripaska, very close friend of Putin, Club Havana Cigar Club in downtown Manhattan on 666 Fifth Avenue. Isn't that, isn't that so uh, correct? 666, Mark of the Beast, I believe. Anyway, Konstantin Kalimnik was an aide to the Russian billionaire oligarch Oleg Deripaska, to whom Manafort, Paul Manafort, owed this oligarch $20 million. Basically, this was a quid pro quo affair. Manafort gave Kalimnik highly granularized polling data of the Rust Belt states. It would be Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio. That was designed to allow the Russian GRU military intelligence hackers to target key precincts in these states and weaponize their Facebook postings to do two things. to One, to discourage Clinton voters, and two, encourage Trump voters by micro-targeting the exact precincts that they needed to, to uh, target based on actual real-time voter data, uh, voter opinion, voter polling data. In effect, helping Trump become president. In return, the Russian side would expect that the crippling sanctions that were levied on Russia for their 2014 incursion into the Ukraine by President Obama would be lifted. This was killing the Russian economy. This would then enable the Russians, through one of the sanctioned banks, because of the sanctions, the VTB Bank in, in Moscow, to come up with the very financing for this Trump Tower, Moscow Tower. A win-win all the way around. All roads do indeed lead to Russia, starting with Trump's father. Fred's death in 1999, all Trump's organization's efforts and attracting and raising financial capital almost exclusively involved siphoning off any and all monies from the East. That would be Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan. Through the efforts of his cohorts, Michael Cohen, Felix Sater, Ted Vick, Arif, and Arif's brother back in, in uh, Mother Russia and Ukraine. The money, predominantly all cash, was flushed through the Trump organization for years, laundered. But this money was criminal enterprises, to be sure. Well, the shit's about to hit the fan. Paul Manafort and Michael Cohen have a lot to get off their chest. Mueller has indicted both of them, and they are both facing significant prison time. One way or another, special counsel Robert Mueller will extract every last ounce of that information of these, out of these two. What they know will not be beneficial to Trump or his family. Trump is the ultimate Moscow mule. Bring the paddy wagon around and throw these bums this bum and Don Jr. and Jared Kushner in and take them down for booking, Dano. Well, we'll save Ivanka after all, because someone has to be left to make that trip out to the 
big house on Visitor's Day. Thank you very much. That was concludes our 336th Rough Riders Radio podcast. This is the old Rough Rider himself, Ronnie Third, heading for home. And remember, we ride, but we know that you're not along just for the ride, but you in the ultimately will decide. Thanks again.